Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. How's it going, everybody? You're listening to the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Barrington, and we've got a fantastic show for you today. You're about to hear my interview with 20th century actress and humanitarian Audrey Hepburn and American scientist and television personality Carl Sagan. It was a fascinating talk. Uh, Don't forget, guys, that there are newer episodes available of Famous Dead People every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. So you can listen to the podcast, which is the episodes when they come out. It's like weeks later. Or you can listen to them the day they come out, Monday at 3 p.m., on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, just a couple of quick announcements before we get to the show. Uh, buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. Go to my website, jaredbarrington.com, for all the latest on the upcoming projects, etc. And, you know, tell your friends about how great the podcast is. Rate and subscribe. Leave a comment. And as always, you can leave us an email at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org if you have any questions, comments, or you want to have your favorite dead person on the show. But that's it. So, Audrey Hepburn, Carl Sagan, enjoy, everybody. Famous dead it's time. Famous dead people. Time to start the show. Famous dead people. Oh, you know. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. Famous stories stuck in the heads. My guests today on Famous Dead People are British actress, dancer, and model, humanitarian Audrey Hepburn. Hi. And American astronomer, cosmologist, and author, Carl Sagan. Hello. Uh, Mr. Sagan, Ms. Hepburn, thank you so much for joining us here on Famous Dead People. Okay. Of course. And uh, may I just say that uh, as someone who has spent his career looking up at the stars, mm-hmm. it's wonderful to be in such close proximity to one today. Thank you. Thank what you so much. What a charmer, well, right? <laughs> That is uh, smooth as silk. Classic Sagan. Classic. Uh-huh. Classic Sagan. I'd like to uh, start off with um, uh, with you, uh, Mr. Sagan, of for just a moment. So you had such an incredible career. Uh, but coffee what... break. <laughs> Go for it, Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, that's what the coffee is there for. What a, what a lovely woman. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no denying that. We're <laughs> leaning on a little thick right now, Carl Sagan. Yeah. So maybe let's uh, pump the brakes. Yeah, planet um, focus. <laughs> planet focus. I'm just calling it like I see it, like I've done all my life. Of course. That is that is your reputation as a scientist, calling it as you see it. Call it much of science is Seeing something, if you say something, you say, say something. something. You say something about it. Amazing. Science is the first. If you see something, say something. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know what is it, uh, Sir uh, Sir Isaac Newton? Sir Isaac he saw Newton. the the apple fall and he said something about it. He did. It. He exclaimed, "Gravity! Gravity! That's that. That's that, that, that thing." thing. Uh, but I want to talk to you, Mr. Sagan, about one of your accomplishments that I found the most fascinating is your work on the Voyager Golden Record. Uh, yes. This is a gold record that was sent out into the far reaches of space with uh, universal messages mm-hmm. on them that could potentially be understood by some form of extraterrestrial intelligence. Can you tell us a little bit about the universal message that you put onto the Golden Record? How do you write something so that a potential alien race would be able to understand it. Oh, well, um, I guess to talk about it, you, you must mean the toned-down 
version of what was sent to space. What do you mean the toned down version? I mean, my original version was a little more avant-garde. Ooh, okay. Um, but uh, my colleagues felt that this was not the appropriate thing that a extraterrestrial would want to hear, nor did it convey mm. what humanity and mankind was about. Well, let's hear, mm. what was your original message? What was the original message you yes. wanted to send to the uh, extraterrestrials? Hearing right. a lot of buzzwords. <laughs> I just want to point out that I'm hearing a lot of buzzwords. Oh, and... well, I, what I'm saying, and, and, and forgive me for upsetting you, obviously. I, accepted. I, did not, I did not mean to upset you. Um, I, not many people know this about me, Carl Sagan, is that I was very, very into erotic fiction. Erotic fiction. Oh, boy. So a lot of what I sent, originally wanted to send out was some of the erotic fiction that i had written i penned myself at my home in uh ithaca okay oh that makes sense and uh i used nothing to, to do therefore <laughs> Reiki. look out into the into the uh the gorge uh from my desk and i would pen some great great erotic fiction which now, i wanted i don't i don't want to uh, decry your erotic fiction at all but i'm curious why you would think that that's a that's a good message for the aliens to get. What what benefit would an alien reading your erotic fiction mm. have for our first communication and, with an alien and, and, species? And, and that is a great question, Jarrett. Thank uh, you. I appreciate it. Uh, honest and uh, thoughtful. Um, for me, I wanted to have any extraterrestrial life really focus in on what. Man is at its at his or her essence. Hmm. Okay, sexual a sexual sexual being beings. a erotic creature. Mm -hmm. uh, and I thought, if I, a lonely space traveler, hurtling through the have you been cosmos, to space? Unfortunately, no. Only in my dream. I think okay. we're, we're talking um, uh, 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 through analogy, I believe, that he's saying, if yes. I were if a lonely space I were, traveler. If I were lonely, <laughs> you know, if you, would love, if you would like to be my co-pilot on, on I'm, said journey. I'm Carl Sagan, you are kind, you're starting to make me feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I got to I, tone that I want to say, I, I, I do support, I think, er, nothing wrong with erotic fiction at all. Um but yeah, I, I'm just too busy to be a co-pilot. I'm just Understood. way too busy. Yeah, now that now that you're uh, now that you're back, you're you yeah. got a lot of you got your your hands in a lot of pies, Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, it's sort of like you know, just like when a celeb retires, so to speak, and then mm -hmm. like how Leo DiCaprio is going to get more into directing. Okay. Um, maybe who knows? And not that I'm exactly thrilled about that, but. I'm just going to I have a new focus. I have more time to do things that I really like want to get into. Oh, OK. I would love to hear more about those uh, those projects. But um, just going back to but this. Back to I never finished, never finished my anecdote. Going back to this golden record. So you're mm. saying that if you were a lonely, lonely traveler, traveler hurtling through space, mm -hmm. wondering <laughs> if there was anyone else like me out there, what would I want to hear? Uh, people saying hello in various languages. Uh, you can hear that here, I think. It, boring is what I thought, but a well thought out and crafted erotic fiction story. Yes, I would be like, oh, this is a good narrative. 
I'm hooked on this. I would love to meet Uh the person who wrote this. Can I point out something that I think (laughs) might be an issue with sending your erotic fiction out into space? Publishing rights? Is that you? No, not publishing rights. I think it is. (laughs) That was funny. There are so many things that an alien would need to understand. (laughs) Mm. For your erotic fiction to make sense to them. Right. For example, if you were to say something like, the penis goes in the vagina. Oh, don't need which, to be that crass, Jared. I, I, my versa. language, my, the words I use were much vice more flowery. I'm sorry, yes. or vice versa. Uh-huh. Dr. Yes. Hepburn, the yes. vagina going envelops, in the penis. Yeah. The, the vagina Do envelops the penis. Do I need to explain penis. this? Thank you, Carl. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the vagina envelops the penis. Mm-hmm. There are so many things that an alien need to understand, like that those... Or it goes what? into the penis. All right, fine, fine. <laughs> you know, yes. like, we I, are, we're talking about extraterrestrials. That would be a little bit harder. Harder physically, I think, but well, your like point any, don't stands. knock until you try it. <laughs> oh. uh, love how open-minded you are. An alien, we need to understand. Have to be that. Yeah. That is the. Well, those are the the words for the reproductive well, organs <clears throat> that humans use. Mm, I see. Another that, another as great. As we use uh, them, they it, it gives us pleasure. Yeah, and another so, great astute observation, Jared. And mm-hmm. two, and I and I solve for this because I am a great thinker. Uh, one, I had a glossary of terms, mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. I included a VHS copy of some of my favorite <clears throat> movies. When you say movies, you mean, of course, pornography. pornography. Yes. Oh, okay. okay, that makes sense. So, so you thought that they could use that as like a as like a a, a codex, yes, to try to figure out what your erotic poetry meant. And to answer your follow up question, <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Audrey Hepburn coming oh, in hot. Beautiful. Oh god! You know beautiful. what? I had a hell of a Memorial Day weekend. Understood. Oh. I'm, t- I'm just so trying sorry. to wake up. Just I want to. I want to wrap oh, this just up. Just wrap it up, yeah. just because I know your listeners are probably wondering. Yes, I did narrate. I recorded myself narrating over the top. Gotcha. Of, yes, so we just that was my original be... pitch for Cosmos wrap on the network, <laughs> and the network was not happy with it. They felt that uh, the network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the network. The that network Cosmos that ran on. Cosmos. Nova? Um, PBS? Oh, yeah, PBS. Yes. Oh, uh, when I When I was there, it was at the question mark. So I, that's why <laughs> I, have I said PBS. I don't give them money. Mm-hmm. You don't give PBS money on no, your No, and here's why. Okay, good, those, please. Those fucking ads that are geared towards the kids. Because mm-hmm. I remember, I've seen those where they're like, hey, go get your mommy. Is she in the other room? Swear to God. Look this up. Go get your mommy or your daddy. We'll wait right here. And then they sit behind that desk and they give the kid a couple beats to go get the parent. And then they do the pitch. And they've recorded it this way. Mm. Then they do. It's a pre-tape at on PBS. And then they 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 wait for the you know. And then they do the pitch of like donate now. We'll send you. And Audrey Hepburn, you're saying you don't appreciate that? No, I don't appreciate. You don't just, appreciate if that you kind want of advertising. Money, be like everyone else and just say, hey, give me money. All right. You know, your listeners can't see this, but Audrey Hepburn has stood up. <laughs> and no, she's I did shaking not. her fist as she's... As she's <laughs> yeah, as she's, hands clenched, arms akimbo. From where I see, I'm sitting with my coffee reflecting <laughs> on my shitty weekend. Well, no, you're right. Let's you're right, pivot right. back over to Audrey Hepburn for just a moment. So you have got... You've had such <gasps> an incredible career... So many incredible film and stage performances, but I'd like to ask you about one of your more famous films. My Fair Lady? No, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Ugh. I'd like to talk about My Fair Lady. Do you not want to talk about Breakfast at Tiffany's? I mean, okay, no, let's too. do it. One of my That's favorite fine. as well. You know mm-hmm. what it is? When you're, when you're the face of every college dorm room, yes. I mean, you want to blow your brains out. Yeah, I'm sure. Who else? Who else? Uh, Al Pacino and Scarface. Yeah, the Starry that. Night. 
Star, uh, Vincent Van Gogh, Starry uh, Night. Two giraffes kissing. Uh, mm. uh, it's a, a, a Jim Morrison with his hands askew like this. I think that's uh, Michael Jordan. Michael jo- also I Michael Jordan. I think he made that poster where he's going. Michael Jordan. All, what, who everybody. Oh, any Bob Marley yes. poster. Oh, boy. Uh, any, great. Uh, a beer may have uh, letting ugly people have sex since uh, 1835. Che Guevara. Oh, che Guevara that awful anything? one where the, there's like a girl face down on the ground and her skirt's overhead and it says like, one tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor. Yeah. yeah. All of these people. I had that one and I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> the one what a I, mistake. You had one. that in your college dorm? I your thought head? it was funny and provocative. And you mm-hmm. know what? In hindsight, just what an error. Human I just want to ask you, this is kind of skipping ahead a little bit, but I understand that uh-huh. you lived in uh, Nazi-occupied Netherlands for a little while. Mm. Was this? Did you have that poster up during that period of time, or was it after the Nazi occupation when you when you moved you and your family moved to Amsterdam? Like a poster like that would really class it was, up. Uh... It was post. It was post, and now post World War II. Yeah, post World War II, mm-hmm. and it makes sense because you know you're sort of in that teen head mind headspace yes. of like former, and then you buy a poster like that at Rite Aid. Yeah, yeah. Rebelling against the Nazi occupation is is like the the millionth level of teenage rebellion. Like that totally. is the per that is You're finding yourself as the rebel settles. You want to be like, oh you had a crusty old dean that you were re- rebelling against? Yeah. I had the entire Third Reich uh-huh. to worry about. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so let's go back to Breakfast at Tiffany's. I've I've seen the film. I love the fem- film, but I've also read the short story that it was based on and they're so different. Yeah. The short story's a lot darker. Oh, have, yes. have you read the short story? Oh yeah, I have a, okay. a, a question about that short story, mm-hmm. uh, as I have not read it. Uh, Truman Capote wrote it, right? Yes, Truman yes, Capote good, wrote. Good, good friend of mine. Uh, is Mickey Rooney's character in the book? It is not as in the book. Uh, uh, as um, delicately handled as it is in <laughs> the movie. Uh, I don't believe that the uh, Chinese landlord is in the character is in the book at all. Jesus Christ! But they make yeah. up for that by having your character Holly Golightly say the N word at least once or twice. Oh my God! Is that a hard R? Is that a hard R? In the short story, yeah, they didn't have the they didn't have the N word that ends with the A. Oh, just Jesus sort of like Christ. the my fun homies. my homies version of the oh, N word. Yeah, I don't. And even if it even if it did exist at the time, I don't think that See, I a knew white I didn't woman... like that movie. <laughs> well, no, this isn't in the movie also. Oh, God, the you book know, in this writing. It's just in the book. You um, know, yeah, I, there's a reason I blocked it out, and it's the reasons are flooding back. Mm, yeah, so like, there's a little bit of racism in the movie. There's a little bit of racism in the book. Yeah. But obviously the movie has the happy ending. The short story does not. Yeah. Um, did you have any creative input into these different directions that the movie took from the short story. I mean, you were a pretty big star back then. Right. I imagine you could have had some creative pull if you had wanted to. No, I mean, I wanted... Listen, just to start, I wanted my hair down. And instead, they did that dumb swirly mm. bun thing mm. with the beads and the dress, and I was like, "So I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even push for that." Is I what I'm see. trying to get at. Like- so no, I really had no pull, which is, which is so frustrating. And mm-hmm. now that's why fast forward today. I've taken everything into my own hands. Ooh, so now. Because, now, because of Breakfast at Tiffany's, because not having control over your own career. No, and it I had just- to be. I mean, Carl, we know. Yeah, it's because I was a lady. And it was just, it sucked. So. You know, it was the 1960s. Uh, you know? It wasn't just, swinging for everyone, I'll tell you that. It's just sometimes these executives, they just, they get in the way of the creative mind. Mm-hmm. As, uh, I believe, uh, uh, Audrey, you and I are uh, familiar with, you know, as two creative 
people. Right. Um, but in the cosmos, uh, the TV series, the TV series, I, I had the same struggle. I had, you know, my turtlenecks that I wore, which were very, very Carl Sagan. I was the one that, I don't know if everybody knows, but I popularized the turtleneck. Of course. Uh, classic America. Carl. Right. Classic I, Carl. Right. Uh, everybody I, remembers that. I, I, uh, I, I wanted to wear jean shorts and they would not let me. They, they said, wouldn't let you wear jean shorts in Cosmos. Well, yeah. I, that I get. <laughs> what, what? I'm wait, sorry. Uh, wait, what? 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 Why? What? How, I cannot believe this, Audrey. I thought well, we thought, you know, we were kindred spirits here. That's a little, and I love you, Carl, and you know this, but that's a little more teacher naturalist. More like, let's take the seventh graders on a hike. Right. What plants can you eat? What plants well, can I you was not? I felt like I was taking the world on a hike in the stars. <laughs> and I, I felt what better way to do it than in uh, jean shorts, which I, of course, provided. I didn't need anyone. You weren't asking the network to buy you your jean shorts. Yes, you had I the jean really shorts. Like, I, it doesn't even, it won't even be in the budget. And also, most of these shots are from the waist up. So, oh, so people God, wouldn't even know. Yeah. It would just be for Carl. Yeah. It's and, just a little thing for Carl. And I don't know if you've seen Cosmos, but there were a lot of outdoor. I was I was hanging out on cliffs. Yeah, some uh, very hot days, there probably. Was very then hot you know days. what? Egg on my face. <laughs> Because shame on me for being prejudiced against that. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, if I'd seen you, you know, that's true. If I saw you in your jean shorts right off the bat, I'd be like, nope. This is classic science because you are not sticking to your guns. You've learned more information. I've learned and now, more. And you have an open mind. You're allowed yourself to to grow That's and to key. learn from the new information. That's the key. That is the key. If you're just joining us on Radio Free Brooklyn, this is Famous Dead People. And my guests are today are American astronomer and author Carl Sagan. Hello. And British actress and humanitarian. <laughs> really enjoying that coffee. Hello, Audrey Hepper. Hello. Just trying to wake up. Of course. Um, and so let's go back to Carl Sagan for just a moment. Oh, so yes. um, I have one more question about the golden record, and then we'll oh, move right, on. right, right. Um, Tone down. Is, why version. was the record gold? Is there something special about the way that that metal survives in space that needed that, that a, a certain kind of durability? What, what was the benefit of having to be gold record? Again, yeah, a lot of people thought that was the reason behind the gold record because mm-hmm. it was, uh, you know— more durable in space but the real reason is because again imagine being a lonely traveler <laughs> hurtling through the cosmos yes desperate for some for desperate, some erotica des- but a, desperate have you for been both... in hurtling through the cosmos <laughs> but we I, can you imagine it is really where i'm I, trying to get i i was and a lot of all right a lot of what i imagined is what i presented Mm-hmm. Uh, and they people were at NASA were like, Carl, no. Yeah, I bet. I, I can Carl, see where the they're people, The people at NASA were stop. correcting you as and to I, as to what you thought as, traveling I, through space yeah, would be like. Exactly. Okay. So uh, yeah, so you're saying you're hurtling through space. You come across this golden record, right? You and it would be a flashy mm. disc, mm-hmm. and uh, it would catch your eye. Ooh, reflective. Mm, right. Mm. Uh, I see because. Inside, you know, in, in, there, there would it would be the disc, the vinyl disc, mm-hmm. and then through the hole, I had to put a uh, a vibrator. You put a vibrator to mimic the act of a vagina enveloping a penis, which was a lot of what my erotic fiction was about at the time. 
Hmm. Hmm. Okay. But I that, feel like you're missing out on so they so took many. out <laughs> they took out that element and we were left with this toned down version. They removed the dildo. They removed the dildo from the center of the golden record. The golden. Yep. Uh, that has nothing to do with why the record was gold, but I do think it's an interesting. I think I've, I think I've He's answered your question. I think you haven't. The hole was for a penis. Let me ask you. Amazing. I read on the Wikipedia that wow. your love of science. I, I'm sorry. I, I I can't as a as a lover of science and the human mind. I cannot get over the fact that I think Miss Hepburn is upset with me. I mean, Ooh, are you upset with uh, Carl Sagan? I'm Hepburn? too exhausted to be upset. I'm just pointing out something that I think <laughs> the people need to see. That's okay. all. I'm uh, not I'm not my, upset. My writing was controversial then and it, and it remains it remains controversial, controversial today. Now. Controversial Clearly, limited. You were so far you were so far ahead of your time that you are that today you were still ahead of this time yes, today. Yeah. We still haven't we, we haven't, haven't got to out. Carl Sagan's time yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I read in your Wikipedia that your love of science started in part when you were 5 years old. And your parents took you to the World's Fair in New York in 1939, and the exhibits opened your Mm. eyes to wonders of the world that you could never even have imagined. Mm. Do you remember any of the exhibits that you saw that had had such a profound effect on your young mind? Yes, yes, of course. Um, A lot of, a lot changed in me that day. I'll give you one. I'll give you one. (laughs) Gypsy Rose Lee, huge burlesque performer, biggest star of her time. Use that, buddy. That's going to, because that works with that erotic stuff. I'm thing. sorry. Going, Does this have anything to do with the World's Fair? Oh, yeah. Gypsy no, Rose she's, Lee she's, was at the World's Fair. She was World at the World's she Fair. She was at the World's Fair in 1939. Yes, yep, she, she was. was. I forget. Oh, I forget the name of the book, but there's a really great biography about Gypsy Rose Lee. And mm-hmm. she, uh, and it talks, opens with her at the World's Fair present. But that, 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 that works. No, no. That is the exhibit that really captivated <laughs> me. And, and you're uh, welcome. No, I, I appreciate you for. <laughs> Letting me have that one, Audrey. <laughs> because, I mean, I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I appreciate it. I believe that adds to my character as well. I mean, feel free to add other flourishes. Well, I was going also, to say, mm-hmm. I was at, that was the first exhibit. And, you know, I grew up a, uh, in a Jewish household mm-hmm. in uh, Brooklyn. Uh, and, uh, you know, the New York, New York City at that time... Very different from what New York City is like today. That doesn't surprise me at all. Um, back then, you... They really old, cleaned up Times Square. Really cleaned up. I mean, to a point that even they just... It is... In a way, it's filthier now than it, it, it was back then. Interesting. You know? Okay. And, you know, as a young boy maturing, mm-hmm. I would walk up and down Times Square and just take in the sights and sounds. And that's when I really got an appreciation for... Science and it wasn't the World's Fair and it was en route. The, yeah, on the way we drove oh, through so Times you Square. You drove through Times Square on we the way. We drove through Times Square on the way there, and then uh, I met. It's uh, interesting, Gypsy Rose Lee. Lee, of right. course, I was getting to it at the World's Fair. At the World's Fair, mm-hmm. and uh, boy, did she put on a show! I remember uh, yeah. looking up, looking up into the what I can only describe as the heavens, mm-hmm. and wow, uh, yeah. And being being like, I'm going to be a scientist. Wow. You know, I'm having a little trouble going from A to C on yeah. that one. But well, again, look, mm-hmm. I'm I'm one of the greatest minds mm-hmm. that has ever lived. Uh, so. I think we're both a little foggy. This is an early morning set. <laughs> it is. Uh, let's go back to uh, I've been Hepburn. up since four. 
for uh, uh, just a moment. So your early years. Got me beat. When huh? you're a child, you travel a lot through <laughs> Europe with your family. Uh, you learn five <laughs> languages, which is very impressive. Yeah. Uh, but in the mid-1930s, you're five years old. Your father begins working for the British Union of Fascists and then moves away from your family to become more deeply involved with fascist activity. Is that yeah. correct? Yes, it is. Wow. And I know that you were really young at the time, but did you have any idea of what your father was involved in working for the fascist party, working with Nazi sympathizers and anti-Semites? Oh <gasps> no. I, I, I mean, I was five. I, here's the thing. It was like that scene at the end of The Godfather when Diane Keaton gets locked out of the room, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. and, and, and lied to. Do you know what I'm talking about, Carl? I love that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. All right. Not not sure if that means you've seen it or you <laughs> love, love it. it. But I've seen the poster. It was uh, hanging in a dorm room. We've dorm. all yeah. seen the poster, I, baby. I, I am right across from uh, Cornell College, <laughs> Cornell University, and I would look into the dorm rooms and I would see you posters. You were across the street from college? Across the gorge. <laughs> With- across I was the across gorge. the gorge. All right. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I think what I'm trying to get at is much like, um, much like the Diane character and I'm blanking on the name cause this is, I'm tired, but, uh, I felt very much locked out of, uh, what was her, this is humiliating cause There's that's one of my favorite Frito? things. Let's see here. Fredo. Fredo? Fredo? <laughs> Frito Lay, I believe, is his name. No, uh, uh, there is Malcolm. I believe is that Al Pacino's character's is name is Malcolm. <laughs> um, uh, becomes Godfather Malcolm. Diane He's... Keaton. Diane K. K. Her name was K. Yes. And it's much like K getting shut out of Michael's office, and they're married, and yet, and have this strong, intimate bond, and yet being shut out. That's how it was with me and my dad. Like he would just shut the door. I would try to peek in, see what was going on, what kind of. What was happening behind closed doors? It was very much a behind closed door situation. Wow. It's like having a, you know, like, oh, I had a jazz teacher whose dad worked at Area 51. And to this day, he and his father has since passed, RIP. His fa- he still has no idea what his dad did at Area 51. I'm truth. sorry. You, Total truth. Was a ja- you had a jazz teacher? <laughs> yeah. Carl incredible. This call- I believe incredible. that we should not explore this thread. Incredible I don't know. I, I, look, uh, incredible I, my, sax my, player. My entire life has been about exploring threads, and this is one we, I, I would love well, no, to I, hear a little I, bit about. No. I really don't think, and I mean, if anybody knows about Area 51, it would be you, because I know that you had top <laughs> secret clearance for a while. I did, and I accidentally leaked it in one of my books. I do, I remember that. Yes, uh, I, uh, just so everyone knows, I updated my Wikipedia page uh, at four when last I woke night, up. Oh, this morning. When I woke up. Uh, uh, sorry, but, go ahead. But yeah, um, I was very made unprivy to my father's works. I see. Um, which is probably why I just was like, you know what? Screw this. When I grow up, I'm going to make my own business, have my own business. Mm-hmm. And I had to really became more of a, it kind of encouraged this self-taught thing. And that's why I work so closely with Chase Bank today. Oh, I'm sorry. You you work really closely with Chase Bank in all of your business ventures that you now are involved yeah. in. Yeah. I mean, have you noticed where where are we? We are, we are. Oh, right. Have We're you noticed that it's the easiest ATM to find? Yeah, it, yeah. You can chases are everywhere. I will say, thank uh, me. It used to be, but uh, they have now since taken Chase ATMs out of Dwayne Reed and Dwayne Reed ubiquitous with ubiquitous, ubiquitous mm-hmm. with New York City. So I, I, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to disagree no, with you. No, you Audrey. can also thank me. I mean, I'm not gonna. Thank I needed you. to get you, them you took, out of there. No, I you. you it's all about rebranding. So you, you, you Audrey Hepburn, yeah. are responsible for there being the most Chase ATMs in New York City. Yeah. And then also taking the, some of them away most from of the, the majority Reeves. of them yeah, have been I mean, taken away. Listen, you, it's all about choosing 
what do you want to be associated with? What do you not? Mm -hmm. And I just found when we crunched the numbers, being associated with Dwayne Reed was really hurting more than helping. Interesting. So you yeah. took you 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 took convenience over glamour or glamour over convenience. What? <laughs> okay. You, anyway, you, you took. Well, Audrey, I, I, well, listen, we can have, we just can we, we, can we maybe we, of my maybe we can clear the air. Excuse me, excuse me. All right, Jesus, because of my father. Okay, I went and became a really like just focused, hardworking, have my own thing going on. End of story. Let's take that yeah, break. That absolutely. Okay, before we go to break, I would like to Carl offer thing. my sincerest apologies for offending. Uh, Miss Hepburn, I, I have but, really great, loud neighbors. And, I really, I believe admiring I'm of your, I mean, admire of your work. I think you're a brilliant actor. I believe uh, Audrey Hepburn has heard has heard your apology. Yes, I, I just want to make sure that it is it's out coming there. out clear. <laughs> You know, sometimes we just rub people the wrong way. Oh, you know, well, we I thought we, I thought we were live. building. I thought we had something. You know, I uh, building a connection. Yeah, maybe. I often was. You know, I've got enough connections. Mm -hmm. She's a busy woman, you know, and she doesn't need to have Carl Sagan in her life. I, I Carl Sagan has just joined LinkedIn. Perhaps we can. <laughs> I can be oh one of your. God. I can be one of your connections. Oh You're coming off really Offensive. thirsty right now. What Carl Sagan? I, I, that's with term. three S's. <laughs> So that would be thirsty. <laughs> thirsty. Yeah. Okay. Well, unfortunately, we have got to take a short break, uh, but I have so many more questions for my guests. We will be right back Rich with Audrey Hepburn and Carl Sagan on Famous Dead People. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars, leave a comment, tell your friends. All that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us, whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JarrettBarrenson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioForBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are American astronomer and scientist, narrator of the original Cosmos series, Carl Sagan. Uh, hello. And British actress and humanitarian, famous for such movies as Breakfast at Tiffany's and Roman Holiday, Audrey Hepburn. Hi, 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 hi. <laughs> hi. So, uh, before the break, we were talking about uh, your father's work Me? with uh -huh. the British Fascists Union. Okay. Um, and I wanted to ask you, because during World War II, you were living in the Netherlands the yes. during the German occupation of the Netherlands. Um, I'm sorry, what is the Wi-Fi in here? The Wi-Fi password? I'm just having the most difficult time connecting. Are you on your phone right now, Audrey Hepburn? Well, yes, I'm on my phone. Is that a problem? I mean, I, I was. I would hope that you would give your full attention to the interview. Like, Am we, I on Should I switch to an iPad? Like, what's... <laughs> I mean, Jesus. I, just, I think maybe you could take, take a step back from whatever business ventures you're currently working on and just uh, engage with me and Carl Sagan. I, 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 I'm getting the sense that... Uh, 
Miss Hepburn here is very uh, combative. And oh my God! <laughs> yeah, like combative. Just, yeah. I feel like you just stepped into much, a wasp. Much like, much like, much like Frito in Godfather Two. Frito. Yes. Oh my God! I can't even. I don't know what to. I can't even like engage with that. It, it, it's it's. Excuse me is for not, running Chase Bank. It's not the right time to to accuse a woman of being. When is uh, the right time? What you couldn't a, do it when never. I. It's not I, in 2018. I, okay. It certainly isn't in 2018. Um, Let's go back to that dick in a hole. Brilliant <laughs> idea you got. Over really, there. I'm glad you used that word because I. I I, it was brilliant. Listen, as and, somebody, and it wasn't a dick in a hole. Uh, it was a dildo, <laughs> dildo in a golden, golden, golden vinyl record. Okay. Amazing. All right. All right. Well, I, you know, I, I don't have to sit here and take this. Okay. Is Not there from... any more delicate metaphor for the human experience than a plastic dildo through the hole uh-huh. of a Are golden, golden record? Just imagine being a lone traveler hurtling through <laughs> billions. Upon billions, no one can the... hasn't been done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Back to my dad. I was trying to approximate mm-hmm. the feeling of if humanity we... down to two, two core symbols. I think of your course. jean shorts are a little snug. <laughs> Cutting well, off thank the you circulation. So much. You know, I, I, to I, the I'm, I'm fine with this fashion choice I've made. You know, the, uh, not a lot of uh, scientists got as much. Uh, publicity as I did mm-hmm. uh, uh-huh. and I think a lot of it had to do m- much with my fashion choice as much as it did with my complex theories uh, <laughs> what and- is the Wi-Fi <laughs> it's on the wall it's on the wall oh, if, if we must it? do business there's a lot of oh if you must do business don't read it out because we don't want people Guessed. jumping on our <laughs> we don't want Guessed people with jumping an exclamation on point yes uh, so if we if we can't have your undivided attention, I would at least ask you to just get uh-huh. the Wi-Fi and then focus up with me for a Thank little bit. You. If you I wouldn't just mind, really, I, yeah, I just if I these are billion dollar deals on the line. Billion, Audrey Hepburn, you're involved in billion dollar deals of right course. now. Of course, why does wow. this shock you? Leo wants to direct. I <laughs> oh, this, I've so got my own the, project. I thought this was in regards to your life at Chase Bank. You're talking more. You're what? Back. Chase, Chase you, Bank is not Audrey Hepburn's only game. Yeah, I she's thought that's got what, I thought those were the transactions she was talking about. Right she's now. got scams going. No, I'm all not checking like my account. I'm not like I depositing into my. You're checking your account. I'm running. I'm one of the heads of Chase. She's uh, mm. she's one of the heads of Chase Bank. That's one of her that's many so ventures. Impressive, yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like when you see a movie and it says written by X Y. Mm. In reality, Carl, there's really like ten to fifteen writers. Right. The number of people who had a pass at the Devil Wears Prada screenplay would shock you, mm. would blow your mind. But so who, who you... narrated that movie? Who narrated? What? Yes. <laughs> I'm only curious Point as to is... who's narrating these movies. The fact that you think New York is worst, is what, wait, is worse today. Filthier today. Filthier than it was. today. Yeah. How can a growing boy learn about life? You're not a growing boy. <laughs> no, but I'm saying today's <laughs> children, how can they learn about the complexity and the beauty of life. Are you asking me? The, I think I, this is again one of those if, uh, those uh, rhetorical cosmic questions that I'm I, known to be. Asking. We need breakfast. That's I what's... feel like I should maybe try to throw a little cold water on this scenario, or some bagels, just so we can yeah. get uh, a little bit of distance. <laughs> From this tension and maybe get back to some of these interview questions. Oh, you know, the old no fighting in the scene thing. In the studio. 
if you will, Audrey Hepburn. Trying to build a relationship. All right. I am too in my Let's own go. way. So you're you're living in the Netherlands during the German occupation during World War II. Correct. There are some reports to suggest that you participated in the Dutch resistance Whoa. to the Nazi occupation. Is there any truth resistance to that? Resistance to the Nazis. To the Nazis. Yes. Is there any truth to that at all? A hundred and fifty percent. Wow. So yeah. you're a young girl. You're you're very lithe. Yeah. You're you know, you know you're not an intimidating presence. You <laughs> oh, know? the ballet body. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know what was it that you did to assist the Dutch resistance during the during the German occupation? Front lines. You. I'm sorry. You were fighting the Germans. I've been looking forward to this question because I've only really opened up to like a couple close people, but every time it really this is the reaction I get the and the. Scooting back in the chair thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, I was on the front lines. It's part of me. Part, I, I, part of my shock was that you were talking. You were scrolling through what looks like to be an Instagram feed as you're talking about. <laughs> I was. Yeah, I was. So it's a little. It's. A I'm little... monitoring. I also run. Uh, we work social. Okay, it's <laughs> also one of your jobs. You're yeah. one of the head people at C- at uh, Chase Bank. <laughs> and, 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 and you do social media for WeWork. Social media manager for because, WeWork. Listen up. Uh, I just want to apologize to any because I recently took over. That's a new thing as of like last Wednesday. If I'm being okay. totally honest, anyone who's used WeWork up until that point and has seen the branding is so like wealthy mm. on it, like wealthy white lady. Mm. And I felt like it was important to like branch out and make sure we diversify the social. That's very now, smart. What, what is, what is we work? Let's not get, let's not, <laughs> it, what, I don't, what? I don't want to describe, I don't want to explain like, what we work is to I, Carl Sagan. Can I use a we work? Can you, yeah. Anybody if, can I wanted to get some, if I wanted to get some writing done in a quiet <laughs> space, Oh, in a, in a quiet space? In a quiet public space. Absolutely. Can I get some writing and then done? guess what? When you want to sort of recharge the batteries and get some more inspo, you go into like the main hall where like you have beers on tap, kombucha on tap. Although that's problematic because kombucha is an antibiotic and you really shouldn't be having kombucha every day. What about you marijuana? Not be kombucha every day. Carl Sagan, let's, let's. What about marijuana? Look, let's but go. I was on the front lines I, I for the Dutch I, resistance to the Nazis. And if you want to know how, uh, you'd be surprised. How much people will listen to someone who is like the small in stature? So really, my ballet liveness came into play because when you stand out that much, people will listen. Unbelievable! You were killing Nazis on the front lines during the German occupation. I was what a giving he- what the a orders. Hero. I was <laughs> what a hero. giving the orders. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, I would so, love love to narrate your life story. That track is clearly lost. To narrate your life story. Let's uh, let's go back to Carl Sagan for just a moment. So in 1958, you were enrolled in graduate studies at Mm -hmm. the University of Chicago. You worked on a classified military project called A110, which was a secret Air Force plan Mm. to detonate a nuclear warhead on the moon. Is that true? Yes, I wanted to blow up the moon. Okay, well, so you wanted to blow up the moon entirely. Yes. All right. Hmm. It wasn't just detonating one nuclear warhead. It was was blowing up the moon. moon. I felt that was a good way to send a message to a soul traveler, possibly hurtling (laughs) through the billions upon billions of stars in space out there. It was a message to say, look. Back off? No, no, no. It was a metaphor. The missile, of course, would be a metaphor for a penis and the... (laughs) Uh, it was actually, I'm sorry, it, the missile was a metaphor for sperm, and the moon being a egg looking to be fertilized. 
My erotic fiction was the, very biology. It was very. I have a problem with this. I have the problem with this metaphor. Of, a lot because... of my publisher said that my that's... erotic fiction read like a science textbook. Okay, so, but here's the problem: uh, is that's a very unscientific metaphor because when a sperm reaches a, a woman's egg, it doesn't destroy the, the egg. egg. Perfect. Yes, it, was it a sort perfect of merges, emerges with the egg, and it's a collaboration. Slowly than grows. Yes. We're all on the same page. The gotcha. egg is destroyed. <laughs> From it, from it grows a beautiful, beautiful from the baby. ashes from the ashes of that egg rises a baby like a baby like a phoenix. Like a phoenix. <laughs> well, hurtling through the cosmos. Of can Rome. I ask you? Some some astrophysicists have posited that the moon protects us from as from uh, certain asteroid projections sure. because the the gravitational pull revolving around the Earth will either divert or attract the asteroids to yeah, the moon. Well, you know, can I, can I just say a lot, you know, astrophysicists, they, you know, they can posit anything. I mean, I, can you, can, can a, can a, can a historian posit that a, a, a ballet dancer would be able to command troops from the front line uh, I'm sure during, I'm not sure what your point is here. The, I'm saying that anyone, yeah. you can, anyone can posit anything, but it takes uh, action and determination to prove such a thing. I feel like I'd be able to jump in had I not had a hell of a Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> I slept on the one crap futon mm-hmm. and I'm just like very foggy and like, unable to engage in that. I'm sorry. I'm, like sorry savvy, I'm sorry. Audrey Hepburn, it seems like a savvy businesswoman such as <sighs> yourself with a hands a lot of pies I was gonna would say, be able to afford to stay than, somewhere. More than a futon. Where did, where yeah. did you go for Memorial so Day? So correct and correct. And here's the thing. You're 150% correct. I should have planned the trip. This was one of those moments of weakness when I let it left it up to buds to plan this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, Carl, we were talking earlier on the way here about yes. we shared a we shared chemistry a, a is get off. Cab here. <laughs> yeah, we really did. What incredible! I mean, who's with who's using Juno? That's an off. That's, that's a business I passed on. Juno's yeah. good. Via's good. <clears throat> Gets good. Yeah. All the cheaper options. I than passed Lyft on Juno. Um, I also passed on Spotify. I'm in, wow. I'm crazy. Mm. Before crazy. we get back to Carl Sagan, what's another business that you currently <laughs> are involved in that you didn't pass up? That I'm involved in. Yeah, that you're currently um, involved with. Well, let's see. There's a couple things where you're head. You're one of the head people at Chase. Correct. You run the social media for WeWork. We yeah. Well, I run social for WeWork. Social. Oh. For me, work so like a lot, a lot. Like I'm not necessarily behind the phone making the posts, mm-hmm. so to speak, but I am calling the shots for. I see. You, you understand. You, you understand. Yeah. So what? Do you other get into arguments with the person who runs social at Chase. <laughs> the, what? The person who runs social at Chase. What I don't that? even know the words that I'm saying. Yeah. I assume what are you? Get, what is the your words, question? Social at Chase. I assume there's a social person at Chase. Is, is uh-huh. a do you get along social? with? I'm, I'm wondering because why. Okay. Why would anyway, you run? Why would also, you run Chase? Why would you? In the closing, seems like a good question. Closing, <laughs> we just closed the deal on Payless Shoe Source. Okay, I'm really trying to bring that back because I I can't stand DSW. I've had a really hard time with them being a leader in discount shoes, okay. and I really think Payless Shoe Source is more like an of the people brand. Oh, okay. So I'm trying to bring that back as well. Interesting. But yeah, the, my mistake. I let other people plan the Memorial Day weekend to try mm-hmm. to be hands off. For okay. once, and that's when you get stuck with the worst room in the house. Stuck sleeping on a food. Would, you, would you ever consider um, uh, putting money into Levi's? <laughs> uh, because they, I, I find their Carl jeans Sagan. to be the sturdiest. What? 
It but sounds then I like could you want to put cut, money in Levi's. I, I want. I would love to. I unfortunately went through my savings. Whoa. Yes. Are you broke, Carl Sagan? Carl, yes. Yes. I know it's. Uh, it's not something I like to bring up, but uh, what happened to all your money, Carl Sagan? I um I spent it on uh, self publishing. Oh. Your erotic my, my fiction. Erotic, my erotic fiction. That is a shame. That'll yeah. teach you. Yeah, I was shame. trying to get it into um, elementary schools because, That's as my publi- my publisher said, that it was too you know science heavy, too much written like a textbook, and I was like, well then, let's treat it as such. Let's give my work to children so that they can grow up to appreciate the stars like I once did, who like um, Gloria Rose Lee. Gypsy Rose. Gypsy Rose Lee. <laughs> she had such Gypsy an incredible Rose. impact. I knew her as Gloria Rose. That was her real... Birth name, Louise. She had such an incredible impact on your life. She had and such, yet, an yeah. such a hard time remembering that name. Dance. I, I'll never forget the way those tassels spun. It Let was, me. It was as if Saturn's rings itself were uh, in front of me. Very quickly, can you tell us what happened with your plan to detonate a nuclear bomb on the moon? Because obviously, it didn't happen. It did not. The moon is still it there. Did not, how again, did that? How did that plan network, fall apart? The network. The, the network, network executives again poo pooed another one of my PBS. Ideas. PBS. PBS. Surprise. PBS <laughs> at the last minute, the 11th hour. They stopped NASA. Got on the phone with NASA and were like, we cannot sanction this. Um, and I was devastated. Yeah. I was I'm sure. devastated I'm because sure I was really proud of this metaphor. <laughs> and, I'm shocked they wouldn't I want thought, the numbers. Hmm? I'm shocked they wouldn't want the ratings of everybody you know, watching every, it. It's just that everyone was like, maybe if we were an NBC you know, or a CBS. Sometimes it's about doing what's right and not about the numbers. Or even Audrey a, Hepburn. Oh, even God. a Netflix. I roll. That's what I'm doing. If you're just joining us <laughs> yeah. on Radio Free Brooklyn, this is Famous Dead People. And my guests today are British actress, dancer, model, and humanitarian British. Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> yes, you were British, Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> Okay. Perhaps this is she's acting right now. And uh, American astronomer, cosmologist, and author Carl Sagan. Hello. Uh, so um, let's go back to uh, Audrey Hepburn for just a moment. So your first leading role in a film was Roman Holiday with mm. Gregory Peck. Uh-huh. And because you are relatively unknown, you were originally slated to be billed as introducing Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. And it was going to be in a smaller font than Gregory Peck's name, who was a big star at the time. And then, of course, the narrator's name. The narrator. There's not, not every movie has a narrator, mm. Carl Sagan. They should. <laughs> Listen, a lot of great movies have narrators. Exactly. But this movie did not. Yeah. Um, the director eventually changed that and had your names in equal font <clears throat> as co-stars of the movie, even right. though you were relatively unknown. Is that right? Yeah, and uh, I I did push for that. You pushed for that. But um, being the times, what was that, 50s? Uh, I believe that was early 50s, yes. Yeah. Good year. Ugh. Well, speak for yourself. Oh, I was having, I was very high. It was high. a fucking nightmare. I was, you were high? Mm-hmm. Thanks for your help. I was hanging out okay. in the dorm room in, oh, uh, God. at, at Cordell. Yeah, introducing Audrey Hepburn. I was like, am I a child? Am I that little girl in Miracle on 34th Street? Oh, Natalie Wood? That's what they usually use for kids when they're like, and introducing Lulu Titi or whatever. (laughs) And I was like, no, no, no. Her work is incredible. Can I just say (laughs) Lulu Titi? That was a catch-all for kids in films. No, but there is a Lulu Titi, though. There is? There is a Lulu Titi. Yeah, she was at the World's Fair. She was also dancing. Oh, forgot. All right. (laughs) 
Well, she uh, got edged at Shirley Temple edged her out for a lot of roles. Yeah. But yeah. she did more cool underground films at the time. Well, thank you. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I have some. I, narr- I, narrated, my so, I narrated some of her films, some of her later work. I actually have her scheduled to be on next week's episode. Lulu Titi is going to be on Well, Lulu Titi, push for not a morning slot because <laughs> if you want the brain to be there, Jesus. Yes, Understood. But, um, but yeah. Uh, uh, I I did push to have equal billing, you know, because mm-hmm. be serious. I also not my idea to be riding on the back of that Vespa the entire time. Really, I wanted side by side Vespas. Ooh, you want to be riding your own Vespa? Yeah, a real like I wanted more of like um more. I wanted I wanted the feel to kind of be like an early born identity sort of thing. Like ooh, to like like some sort of transportational chase through European streets. That's a movie. That's interesting. That's a movie that I think people were ready for, but but the studio said no and turned it into of just course. me clinging to the blouse of who was the guy? Gregory Peck. Ugh, Ugh. Gregory <laughs> Peck the entire time. That's interesting because the movie is about you play this um this this princess mm-hmm. who escapes from the palace and has this wonderful day in Rome with this reporter. Right. Um and so the element is there of who is this girl? We don't know who she is, where she comes from. Of course from. not, but you would know who she was if the narrator told you who she was. <laughs> I've got to say, I'm actually not against there have, having been a narrator. That's right. kind of cool. And I feel like uh, now, so right. many missed opportunities. These executives, these executives, I tell you, they any good idea, they just like, nope. Not feasible. I yeah, know. they just really ruin everything. But yeah, I pushed, I wanted side by side. So wrapping up this conversation about Roman Holiday, sorry to interrupt. Totally fine. Um, but I also, I read that Gregory Peck helped get you co-billing, is that correct? He, he was one of the advocates <laughs> for that. I mean, much in the same Mark Wahlberg suddenly donated all his money when he <laughs> fucked over Michelle Williams. Didn't speak up when she got, what, $70 for the same amount of work to his, like, millions? Mm-hmm. Let's just say it was like that, where he was like, oh, now I've got to help <laughs> is he, you. Is that like, the, is be he, serious. He, He's the proprietor of Wahlburgers, is he not? Gregory Mark Wahlberg, not Mar- Gregory Peck. Not Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> no, is it? Oh, okay. Well, then, okay. Oh, All right. That man couldn't run. But I Gregory had to Peck teach him how a, to ride the Vespa. Gregory Peck does have a share in Wahlburgers, right? Much like I'm sure you have a share. Oh, I passed on Wahlburgers. You passed on Wahlburgers? <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, pivot back over to Carl Sagan for oh, a moment. Yes. So... In 1980, uh, you co-wrote and narrated the popular television show Cosmos. Cosmos. Uh, <laughs> you say Cosby. No. <laughs> I again, I pitched Cosby, but the networks were like, "No, we cannot." Have. It was a, it was me. It co- my original pitch for Cosby was I would play a doctor, a well-off doctor uh, in Brooklyn, um, very flashy sweaters, and uh, I would sit in front of a uh, whiteboard and I would draw. Uh, the uh, my my erotic fiction. I would draw out what I was reading for kids to learn. That sounds like a notary public meets Bob Ross. Wait, that's, I'm sorry. That's how it was pitched. <laughs> I'm sorry. So it was. Pit- I was trying to take two very exciting things to me at the you time: notary and Bob Ross, putting them together, adding an element of flashy, my some of my avant-garde uh, fashion. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. You know, I just want to. I just want to clarify this. I want to sum it up, if if you if you will allow sure, me. So you pitched a show mm-hmm. before Cosmos before. called the Cosby Show. The Cosby Show, <laughs> which was you, you me, you in drawing, jean shorts, in jean shorts and, and flashy shorts. sweaters. All right, drawing erotic fiction, fiction. in Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, in Brooklyn for yeah. children. The network, brownstone. The network took that and, and turned it into the Huxtables. They stole my idea. <laughs> 
And now look at where it's got them, is what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> now, had, they had, they passed had on they, that to yeah. you. Yeah. Now, see, now which show has aged better, I ask you? The one you just heard of that I described mm-hmm. or the Cosby show? Which one, really good... which one would you be more ashamed to watch? Wow. Carl Sagan reading <laughs> two drawing, children, drawing, reading, drawing and, reading and then drawing erotic fiction, two children, or what is now I gotta say show. that's real 50-50 you know that's uh See? I'm gonna pass ahead of my t- <laughs> on both. I've been saying this I'm one of the one of the leading minds that the world has ever had I'm very ahead of my time you're even I'm ahead both. of this time I'm ahead of this time uh well let me ask you about Cosmos so yes. Cosmos was a show that you created I and created. Co- uh, co-wrote and narrated mm-hmm. that sought to repopularize science to a new generation and it worked it was one of the most widely watched series in the history of American television wonderfully narrated by myself uh, did you do anything specifically to try and make science more digestible to the general public well, I tried this was 1980 I really of course. tried I really did my damnedest to you tried your best sure. can I guess can I make a guess <laughs> did you try to put your erotic, erotic fiction, fiction into, into this into, into, a lot of cosmos was just me standing on a cliff jean shorts and turtleneck <laughs> wind blowing through my hair as I read clinical descriptions of, of, sexual, of sexual intercourse gotcha. uh, aimed at uh, the general public. Now, so that was taken out, obviously. Obviously, and they were like, what, what we need is you to talk about your the cosmic theory of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did we, you know, answering the big questions. How did we get here? Who are we? And mm-hmm. I was like, those are the questions I'm trying to Let answer. I know how we got here. I can show you how it's done. From a business yes. perspective, I have to go there. Of course. How? Just so I know, I'm talking to Audrey Hepburn, the businesswoman now. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. I didn't Jesus. know if she. I Welcome know, to the show. I didn't know if she had a British accent. I didn't know. If oh, would, don't go there. I'm Carl. just. I'm just. Okay. All right. Point is, <laughs> how did you let Planet Earth get ahead of you? How did you let that happen? Ooh, shots fired. Okay, a lot of that was the cancer that I died from. I don't mm. know. If I hate to. I hate to bring it there, but you know, it was eating at me the entire time. I'm just How? saying. So, and I like to think. I like to think that without me, there would be no planet Earth. Oh, like how. When Dave Chappelle says, "Without him, there'd be no Key and Peele." Ex- it was okay. exactly like that. Those are Got two it. parallel thoughts that are. Perfect, perfect examples. They are nobody it could disagree. It, so it upsets nobody you could, that planet Earth. I'm, got... Yeah, I don't know if you can tell. Uh, one of my the veins in my forehead is bulging. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah, you have I, to brush it, your bangs it, out of the way. My wonderful. Sorry, I just your get really choked up. Bangs. I get choked up because it's been so hard. Riot since girl I, bangs. It's been so hard since I've got a compliment about because. I were was those the, on purpose or an accident? No, these you know these were on purpose, and this is that's, it, it, that looks like that's okay. either you know, they were she's intentional. Imita- she's imitating the get driver that we had here, who, who, oh, who kept making fun of my because outfit and my hair. The bangs, the riot girl bangs, happen one of two ways: mm-hmm. you either were moved by the riot girl movement to get them, or you gave yourself a home bang trim with dry hair. It's the second one for sure. <laughs> You didn't wet the bangs. I did. I did look. Uh, when you have your head in the stars, you're often not <laughs> thinking about the day-to-day life. Well, we're going to have to uh, wrap things up here pretty soon, unfortunately. I'd like to go over to uh, to Audrey Hepburn mm-hmm. for just a moment. Maybe we'll end on this. 
Uh, so you were in the movie My Fair Lady. Yes. Uh, you edged out Julie Andrews for that role. Mm-hmm. Um, but then while you were filming, it was revealed to you that your singing voice would be dubbed over. By Marnie Nixon. By Marnie Nixon. Oh, yeah. And I heard that you walked off the set when it was when when you were told this is that correct it is correct marnie if you're listening i think she's still in orange county california giving voice lessons if i'm not oh got it six minutes um no oh, three, three. <laughs> well then why'd you hold up two hands one for each one, one oh for my each god of us so we both knew. one of us has been in boardrooms <laughs> yeah that's the, not the other the, one. Two hands, the other three one, fingers each is not universal. We really for don't need half. to talk the about other one the was up at four. <laughs> The other one was up at four trying to give himself a haircut. <laughs> Marnie Nixon, to my knowledge, still giving voice lessons in Orange County, California. Yeah, I was pissed off. She also dubbed uh, Natalie's voice in West Side Story. She, oh, really? Yeah. Marnie tried to uh, that, dub Cosmos. No, she tried, didn't. She really? Did. Oh, okay, yeah. I'll go with that. I th- she probably <laughs> did, knowing Marnie. Yeah. Listen, it's not Marnie's fault. I get it. It's the studio that pushed it. What I am pissed about is the secrecy. Mm. If Just be honest with me. The way they were with J-Lo when they told her, J-Lo, we're going to be using Selena's actual recordings not your voice for the movie. I think I'm pretty sure they were up front with her, and so she was aware she was lip syncing. So oh. when you were filming My Fair Lady and you're singing your heart out, you're doing your damnedest. Did you see any clues that maybe they were going oh. to to, to like, double? Like, they, like, like they didn't ma- you mic you up. You they would they would say action, but they didn't put the mic on you. Similarly to how I was fucked over this Memorial Day weekend, I saw people whispering off in the corner about like, do you think she's gonna notice? <laughs> Do you think she's going to notice that we gave her the shittiest wow. room? Do you think she's going to notice that we're using Marnie Nixon for her voice? Mm-hmm. Now, thank you, Jared. And thank you, Carl. You're welcome. Yes, I did notice. Oh, my fucking God. I what did w- you see? What, 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 wow. what were the giveaways? That's what I fucking saw. I saw people in the corner mm-hmm. whispering. And all this time, I thought they were whispering about... God knows what, and they were hiding from me that my voice was going to be dubbed. So then how did you, did you figure it out or did they come clean eventually? Okay, so yeah, I was, the shock I just had was genuine that I didn't know (laughs) that they were, that it was happening on set. I thought, you know, but yes. So how I found out, Marnie came to the premiere party. I was like, Marnie, (gasps) old girl, what are you doing here? Thought you were busy over at West Side Story fucking over Natalie Wood. like what are you doing here and she was like uh uh i i I gotta go to the bathroom um and i was like that's very strange and then i started asking around and someone came up to me and was like what are you doing it was very much like that scene and you've got mail when they the guy approaches meg ryan says what are you doing talking to the owner of fox books uh that was like me they're like what are you doing talking to the woman who's gonna Drive a stake in the heart of your career, and oh my god! god. And that's oh, how I found out at the party. Devastating. That is incredible story. Unfortunately, that's all the time that we have. For this oh, no. I thought we'd have some time for me to do a little light reading but... <laughs> from your erotic fiction. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll have to save it for the next episode. I'd like to thank my guests, Carl Sagan and Audrey Hepburn, for joining me in the studio today. Good job, Carl. I great, always have great, great, great work ethics. Uh, my final <laughs> question: Do either of you have any comedy shows or Twitter accounts that you're big fans of that you want to tell people about, Audrey Hepburn? Anything? Oh, 
Um, no, Carl, you go first. Carl, I'm go collecting first, my thoughts. Oh, okay. I'm coming down from that last <laughs> well, story. Um, I know of a uh, an improv troupe in New York City, uh, Metal Boy. They perform oh. uh, every Wednesday at the world famous Magnet Theater mm. at uh, 8 p.m. And uh, one of one of the stars of that troupe, one of those one of the darlings, uh, Suleiman Beg. Um, Lulu Titi. Lulu Titi. A real yeah. the Lulu Titi yeah, of real, the Magnet real Theater. Lulu, yeah, the real Lulu Titi of the Magnet. <laughs> I believe that's uh, Metal Boy introducing Lulu Titi, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's having a director series in July, a continuation of uh, his Space Station Delta. Uh, awesome. You should have series. a director series. Sounds great. And, you mean uh, he should? Yes, he should, he right. Should. And uh, Audrey Hepburn, anything you want to tell people about? Yes, the Rebecca Robles show. Listen, it's been a long, bumpy year, a lot of family drama, but we're coming back at the Rebecca Robles show on Instagram. Wonderful show, although was on Facebook Live now, not so sure if we're going to stick with the Facebook model, but stay tuned. Uh, wonderful talk show, The Rebecca Robles Show. Don't be intimidated by the Latin last name. Um, and uh, impress me and you'll be on the show. Uh-huh. And, if you, and if you want to have a little meet and greet with myself, I'll be at a WeWork facility. <laughs> Oh, good. Uh, in, the, be, in the coming months. They'll be at the WeWork. Uh, uh, you can follow me at, at WeWork. I am your host, Jared Berenstein. You can see all my stuff at JaredBerenstein.com. Plug your book. Yeah, uh, your book. By the Killian Conway Technique. It is out now and it's hilarious. Uh, find the podcast version of the show on iTunes or whatever you listen to uh, podcasts on. Rate and review. Tell your friends. If you have any questions you'd like to ask your favorite dead person, please email that to us at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Great. 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 <laughs>